So I don't normally talk about my personal life uh, on here, let alone any sartorial decisions I might make, but uh, I want to draw your attention to this uh, jaunty yellow scarf that I found uh, just in the kingdom of uh, Latria. It's uh, just perfectly nice. It's uh, vibrant, if you will. It's uh, it's fantastic, really. Uh, it is telling me that uh, today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com audible.com wow that's i don't recognize this as something that i would say normally sorry this <laughs> this scarf it's just kind of like overpowering you can get a uh, you can get a free uh, oh wow you can get a free audiobook download today at audibletrial.com slash Bonfire's side chat. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Wow, don't talk to me so much, Scarf. I know that we appreciate the listeners. I know that we want them to have all the best audio entertainment, but uh, you really don't have to... Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm Murph. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat Appendix. It is an undead second favorite. Where we ask you to reach out and touch the demon inside of us. And this week we are reading your responses uh, about worlds 3-2 and 3-3 of Demon Souls. Uh, there's a little bit of a time warp madness in here because of the messed up schedule we recorded the previous episode on. So there's a little bit of 3-1 and general all of Latria responses in there as well. Uh, thank yeah. you very much for uh, sticking around, Murph. No, no problem. Yeah. Come at all. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, so I'm going to get us started because we do have quite a few to read. Um, This is uh, what Ryan says via contact. He says, A note about the human black phantom in 3-1. Her thief's ring works exactly like yours does. When someone else is using the ring, they are completely invisible until you get close, unless they have some other aura like HP or MP regen. Uh, One lore thing I don't remember you guys mentioning is the connection between the false idol and the queen of Latria, that the false idol is what remains of the queen. This is suggested by Soul Ray, a spell made from the false false idol's soul, which mentioned how the idol was crafted in the queen's image, the Soul Ray a vestige of her powerful magic. Also, his name is Rydell, pronounced Ridiel. (laughs) His name is Ridiel, pronounced Ridiel, according to the subtitles and dialogue. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh, and it's also spelled Ridiel. I'm just yeah. an idiot. So <laughs> well, I've seen it, I've seen it both ways, and I think that's why I'm why 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 I'm a little bit thrown off. Yeah, it, I I feel like I've heard of Rydell too. But. Yeah. Fantasy name is fantasy name. Yeah, yeah. The, the summoner in Final Fantasy IV is uh, you know Ridia, but I still say Rydia. I still I still pronounce it Cecil too. So yeah, yeah. Well, Cecil sounds tougher. <laughs> yes, yeah, it sounds yeah. like you should have a little buddy named Knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Cecil is just like Cecil is just really uh, well, Ce- names. Cecil is uh, Sideshow Bob's brother. Yeah, exactly. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, uh, David Pierce. Da- yeah, David uh, Hyde Pierce. Yeah, David Hyde Pierce. That can't be. That's not tough. <laughs> no. Um, 
the the uh, I the false idol is definitely in the image of the queen, and it says it's made from her leftover magic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily make the connection that um, it's made of her remains. I guess maybe I just misread uh, the word remains mm-hmm. is loaded, or. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I that's mean, an inter- yeah yeah makes sense. Yeah, it fits like the general theme of shaping monsters from flesh and soul and all that. Yeah. Yeah, they probably used her carcass as a reagent to, you know, uh, for for the demon to inhabit or something like that. Yeah, to re- yep, yep. To, to inhabit and, and and warp. I think that going with that reading just makes the world creepier. So I I, I am not opposed to it. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not opposed to it. Um, you know, makes a sense. Yes, it does. Um, yeah, I'm and not- then the the thief's ring. I can't remember what we said about the thief's ring. Uh, we just said that it works weird because we were on the other side of it. Um, I think maybe we made some suppositions about the actual mechanics just because I don't think that I've ever, well, I've never done any PVP in, in, uh, in, in demon souls, um, at least not to the extent. And, uh, also I've never fought somebody who had the thieves ring on and the, uh, the thieves ring in dark souls actually does work differently. I believe, uh, that's probably what, that's what this is referring to. Yeah. Yeah. So chalk it up to inexperience. Yep. Mm -hmm. I've always wondered why she suddenly appears, and now I know. The, um, <laughs> what about it, those birds? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's because you're in love, Murph. Oh, the, um, oh uh, give me uh, that baby's nail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, baby's nail, baby snail, snail oh, shell. Um, there's an oh. innuendo in there somewhere using old-timey. <laughs> I'd rather not refer to anybody's genitalia as the snail shell. It's it's a it's a thing though I, I didn't just make that up out of nowhere. No. Um, somebody when I uh, was new to the internet and spent a lot of time on they might be giants message boards where people <laughs> were tossing around song interpretations. Someone thought the song snail shell was about a penis falling out of a vagina mid coitus and being put back in, huh. and had like a not a convincing argument because that's dumb, but it had a point by point argument with lots of like yeah. actual you know lots of points that connected to the song. Yeah. So well, the geometry of the vagina actually is a natural example of fractals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> much like a snail shell. So yeah, yeah, gold, golden, <laughs> the golden rectangle. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I so refer to it as sta- snail shell, but golden rectangle is Se- fine. Segway, 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 segway. I was going to also uh, wait. There's something else I was going to say about that. I got distracted by that snail shell bit. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm defeated um murph do you want to read uh, the next response sure why not <laughs> get us out of here yeah <laughs> jeremy greer actually swoops in via facebook and says uh i guess or was on last episode right yeah 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 so jeremy says we spent like three hours talking about through one and i forgot to mention that you get sold ray from the fool's idol which is incredibly useful if you're playing a magic build i feel pretty dumb about that and and we do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Super useful. We mentioned it a little bit during the episode, but uh, we just yeah. good to point out that Jeremy is the one who actually made that correction. Yeah. So Jeremy, not E C E C on uh, uh, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm going to move us on to the next section, which we're just called just fun and. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just 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 doing some stuff before we get to the actual responses. Um, but uh, I'll do these first two just because the first one's short. So we've we, we've spoken at length about our friend Allison and her uh, uh, Lego uh, themed or Dark Souls themed Lego art. Well, she has a, a Tumblr for it now, LegoDarkSouls.tumblr.com, uh, which you should you know you subscribe to and uh, retumble um, you know at every opportunity because it's really good. 
Yeah, yeah, it's and, and we've thrown a bunch of them up on our Facebook. Um, we love them, and I think she's going places. Like they're really good, and I could see them blowing up and getting all viral and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I think man. they're on the fr- uh, my Braden told me that they were on. It was on the front page of like the Lego Reddit. Which I, I, I at first like, I, mean, yeah. I don't mean I don't mean to be dismissive of it. At first, it sounds really impressive because it's front page, and then it's the Reddit entirely devoted to Legos, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, well, maybe it was a slow news day for for Legos. Like, it's wonderful. It's yeah. great. I'm not just diminishing the product. Just the community of, of redditors who love Legos. Well, yeah. Well, you know, just if, if there are people who are passionate about Lego talking about it, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's still any any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, it is just uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, it looks like the, her latest one was actually of three one. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of been following yeah. along with us, which is awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, I, re- I really like that. It's very flattering and mm-hmm. and uh, and very neat. So I yeah. love that stuff. Awesome. Moving on to the next one, Josh Grimmer via Facebook uh, writes: I remember you guys talking about how Andre was the only character whose mouth moves when they talk, but I just noticed that if you got the old witch's ring equipped, Quillog's sister's mouth moves when she talks. This may only be after you fed her enough humanity to get to plus two chaos servant. Lore wise, this can only mean one thing. Quillog's sister was at one point a blacksmith. <laughs> <laughs> that's where, that's where the spider upgrade material yeah. went through yeah. between the games. The sticky stone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I just imagine she's hammering out little tiny spiders and selling them in a roadside stand to tourists. <laughs> like, like glass spiders? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Along with shells that are painted to look like Lucille Ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, huh. I, I've never done that witch's ring thing. I've only watched the dialogue on, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I wasn't paying enough attention mm-hmm. to that. So, huh. Yeah. Good good catch, Josh. Um, <laughs> zombie U. Uh, so the, by, by, oh, this is about Zombie U? Yeah, this yes, is about, yeah. Just okay. because we were always yeah. putting out the call for Souls-like yeah. games. Yeah, so yeah. Somebody likes Zombie U enough that they <laughs> their SA Forums account name. But uh, yeah. this is about Zombie U via uh, Just Master from the Something Awful Forums. Uh, by a contact says uh, hi guys uh, this comment is going back to when you were asking about other games that are similar to the souls game souls games but i've been too lazy to write this up until i listened to your episode about 3-1 and you were gushing about survival horror i agree that if it is the combat system you're looking for then the most similar game would have to be monster hunter but since no one has mentioned it so far the only game i played that made me feel the same as playing a souls game for the first time was zombie u I'll try not to go into too much detail, but it's clear that the Zombie U devs are big fans of the Souls games and designed a first-person survival horror game around the same mechanics. In the game, you are a survivor in a zombie apocalypse in the UK. Early in the game, you get your bug-out bag where you uh, carry your tools of survival. Weapons, ammo, health items. Um, Items are scarce, and new weapons and ammo are even more rare. Yeah. That's the first time I've heard that comparison. Yeah, I, I've actually heard it before. It has a similar structure. He goes on. It's actually a fairly long message. But uh, like the, the construction of it is pretty similar in that uh, there is a, a form of permadeath, and that bug-out bag is what you as the next survivor are going to get. So it's kind of like retrieving your, uh, your, your, your bloodstain, and you hmm. have to go fight your old character as a zombie to get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I've heard it mentioned as a survival horror Souls game, and you bet your ass, you know, like when I eventually get a Wii U, um, I, you know, that'll be like the first game that I get for it. So, nice. yeah, it sounds yeah. really interesting. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to get on the Wii U bashing train. Like, I just haven't had a reason to want to get one. But maybe exactly, this is it. Yeah, like there, like there's a there, there's a certain threshold of games that I want to play that a system needs to cross before I'll get it. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know that. And or it, or it, a price floor, yeah. Like, or much. yeah, it just has to become like, oh, it'd be stupid not to get this. It's a hundred bucks. It'll be fun yeah. to have a shine, new shiny thing in my living room, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
But uh, mm-hmm. like the, like that was the one that when the Wii U was coming out, it was doing like a bunch of really interesting stuff with the gamepad uh, that like really caught my eye. And then the Souls comparison immediately was like, huh, that might be a system seller, but not really. But since mm-hmm. it's a Ubisoft game, they made a bunch of them, and they're going to be really, really cheap uh, yeah. when, uh, <laughs> when uh, uh, you know, whenever I buy the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a Wii U, Murph? Uh, actually, I have to lower my voice here for a moment. Uh, my I bought one for my wife for her birthday, which is coming up in a few weeks. Oh, spoiler! So, I know <laughs> she's not a she's not a loyal listener, so it's okay. Okay, cool. Uh, but well, uh, get the fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been doing your job, Murphy. <laughs> I dropped him from the call. It's safe now. <laughs> what a dickhead! <laughs> Oh wait, he's back. Fuck. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, <laughs> Skype's new so, UI is weird. Yeah. Don't give your gift. The, you give your wife the gift of bonfire side chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's actually I'm sitting not too far from it because it's hiding. Oh cool. Oh, is that why yeah. you had to be quiet? Yeah. <laughs> In case it heard you. <laughs> it got excited <laughs> at hearing its name. Guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the blood cartridge from earlier. Oh God! Oh, cool. Yeah, it's 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 the Zelda edition. Ooh. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a Good that's job. a fantastic birthday gift. Yeah, in fact, lucky lady. You might uh, you might have saw me buy that in the uh. The whatever the Amazon. In fact, I did. Yeah. Yep. So there you oh, go. thank you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. The, uh, yeah. So the, the the creepy implication of that is I do see what people buy. Don't worry, it is entirely <laughs> anonymous. So don't be afraid. How, how, I, I thought I knew that you did that, but how actively do you monitor it? Uh, every day. Okay. Yeah. Oh. You know, hmm. just for part of my morning routine to check and see, just just so I can update my uh, my, my spreadsheets for the uh, you know the the, the network's accounting the and morning? such. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, just to... <laughs> no. I know. Yeah, um, Murph, do you want to read uh, Michael's? So now we are on to the responses about three, two, and three, three. Yep. Um, do you want to read Michael's? Certainly. Uh, Michael says via contact. My theory: enemies in three, two are actually developmental stages of the gargoyles. The prisoners are drawn upwards by the hope of the false idol and taken above, where they are somehow corrupted into the man centipedes. When the time comes, the centipedes, centipedes congregate into the heart which is actually a communal sort of cocoon. In time, they leave the heart as a gargoyle, as, or as gargoyles. The man-eaters are fully formed adult gargoyles. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Like, that, that kind of carries yeah. out the life cycle thing from 3-2 as well. Yeah. Yeah, it, make, see, it makes that sense. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, yeah, I, I didn't really... I thought that the, the heart was a cocoon for the man-centipedes. Like, yeah. That way, but... Yeah, that makes more sense, I it guess. Would, like, this would be, it would almost be um, if, like, man centipedes uh, and gargoyles came out of the cocoon, you mm-hmm. know, or we saw a man centipede go into a, the heart earlier, yeah. and then when it dropped, a gargoyle came out, this would be, like, more or less a slam dunk. Yeah. Um, it could still be true, though, even if the, it is a cocoon for the man centipedes. Like, you put normal humans mm-hmm. inside the heart, they come out as man centipedes, and eventually they just kind of, they you know, molt. their top half burst oh. out and... Yeah. yeah, they molt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How creepy would it be if it, like this half-formed like men's or gargoyle kind of just crawled out like like a all pink and like, like Resident Evil Six? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. 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 It would be, it would be great. Yeah. And the idea of the man eater, so the man eaters seem tougher to me than normal gargoyles too, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's something special about them, but I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I just, God, I wish that there was some kind of reference, to, like the Royal twins or something like that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Some item somewhere. Like, well, I mean, they're clearly a, a, a demon cause they have the, the whole, uh, the demon soul, if you will. Yeah. So well, uh, there are yeah. other demon demons that uh that that are that, that were once humans though or corrupted yeah. by a different thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which huh. the majority of them are not. So that 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 is a perfectly valid supposition. Yeah, that they yeah. could be. I always thought that the um like the the well and the other thing too and we didn't really talk about this. Now we're talking about the ecology. Um the video game talking head uh gentleman brings on his video brings up like where do the uh the mind flayers fit into this? Mhm. So are those, um, you know, people, are those Latrian natives that have been corrupted somehow? Are those, um, you know, people that were flown in, like when, when the old monk went to go get the robe? Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's something like how in a, in a beehive, like certain uh, larvae are marked to be queens, right? Yeah. And so, royal like, jelly. They, they, yeah, they just, they feed some of them royal jelly and they become the, uh, the illithids, right? Yeah. Former royal jelly. Yeah. <laughs> um, new royal, from the, the Nexus Eatery. Once royal jelly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. do you want to tag team this one, Cole? Uh, or, yeah, sure, sure. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tap you out um, okay. if, I, if I get winded. Uh, tap but, out. Uh, Boom! Jesus never taps. Tarnation, Bob. All right, <laughs> all right. Daniel via contact says three one is my least fa- uh, is one of my least favorite levels in both Souls games. Simply what? put, the level just frustrates me. <laughs> I'm always content. glad to put Comments it behind for me. The end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold your applause. Uh, yeah. 3-2, however, is great. I love how open the entire thing is. It creates a weird kind of sensation in me, just knowing that there really is no place to hide. 3-2 creeps me out. I feel open, exposed, and completely insignificant. I imagine my character feeling the same. The Souls games do a fantastic job of making me, the player, feel the same way that I imagine my character feeling. There is a strong connection between player and avatar, and this level perfectly exemplifies this. For most of the level, you're out in the open, and attacks can come from anywhere. I also love how how much space there is to explore, from the very top of the open walkways all the way to the bottom of the strange swamp. 3-2 is epic, to say the least. Fighting those man-faced swamp lizards on the way up uh, the final stretch is totally awesome and frightening. The atmosphere is thick as can be. Go ahead and take over. Yep. Um, He continues. While I do like the level quite a bit, the boss is incredibly frustrating. This is probably the hardest boss in Demon Souls for me to beat. It always takes me far too long to do it. I end up getting bored, as I tend to just circle strafe around the large fire pit in the middle, chipping away at the tag team demon things. Hall and Oats, as I call them. <laughs> and, oh, here they go. 3-3 <laughs> yep. yeah. um, is absolutely one of the most genius things to have ever been put into a video game. This is the stuff of legends right here. And to think that it happened in our lifetime... Hyperbole. Um, <laughs> the more games haven't ripped this off is a total shock to me. It's probably the best idea for a boss fight that has ever been created. I've spent hours here spawning in to fight other PCs, and I've had my butt handed to me by some very tricky phantoms. So it, it is one of the neatest boss fights of all time. Like, you know, you, you always have to be careful whenever you say the best yeah. or the worst of anything. But like, it is it is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great. Remarkable. Yeah, yeah. I, I love a I love a boss fight with like an, a real solid idea behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I like a gimmick yeah. in in, in yeah. a boss fight, like a real identifiable. Like this is what sets us apart from like 
you know, a regular enemy that has too much HP or even like that down to that Zelda way. Like there's some Zelda bosses I really like where like it makes sense as a test for the item of the dungeon and other ones I like less, Mm -hmm. you know, because it doesn't like the connection is not as strong or the item you get is kind of, you know, impotent. Um, But like a gimmicky boss fight is always that's always going to have a real, you know, real spot in my heart. Yeah, it's a concept fight. Yeah. Yeah. The Yeah. yeah. And, and, and really, like, all the Archdemons kind of are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah which yeah. I, I love. You know, I mean, a couple of them aren't. Like, I mean, they'll have, like, concepts to them. Like, but the Armored Spider is not. Yeah. yeah. I guess the, the, the Archdemons, rather. Like, all yeah. Them, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the five the five big big ones. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's definitely uh, definitely true. Um, and that's why they're they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'll let Mur- and, Murph talk now. <laughs> Sorry, like, I'm, 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 no, no, it's completely cool, and I'm actually, I am actually a little bit shocked that nobody else has has really done this. Like, I can't, I can't think of another example where like other players are the boss. I think that it takes a multiplayer system that is as weird and kind of inspired and broken as the Souls games in order to facilitate this, in order for the idea to even be considered, right? Like, I guess, but like, I can't even like, like even in like a Call of Duty. Like that would be perfect, like because I mean yeah. that game is basically built around multiplayer, right? I don't yeah. Know. yeah. So or, like, or, last or, boss, yeah. Or to do something weird like uh, like Resident Evil Six does with the uh, with the concurrence bosses or whatever it is, where you have like potentially five player characters fighting against one enemy, like to like to oh. make one of them be the make one of them be the enemy, right? If you just happen to be waiting in that um, in I... that lobby. Yeah. Can you? I don't know what that. I, I've not actually played that one. So oh yeah, they're, they're like they're they're just uh, certain spots in the uh, in the game where the various campaigns cross paths, and uh, uh, if you are playing, uh, if two people are playing uh, either campaign at the same time, they will join up. So it'll match make you with other uh, player characters. Huh. So it's not just your you and your co op uh, partner. It's actually potentially other people as well. What happens Actually. if you don't want to play with other people? Will it bring in NPCs for those? Uh, yeah, like it, it'll okay. it'll still be it'll still be those characters. They'll just be controlled by the by the computer. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah, I and do you, not and, like internet strangers. Yeah, you can you you can select um, at least on the Xbox 360 version. You can select who's able to join. So if you select just yeah. friends, it'll be. Uh, uh, if, you, if, if you say it's just a friend, yeah, <laughs> you'll get sued for sampling. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Two, like two things. Um, one is when I first heard about um, Left 4 Dead, mm-hmm. that's what I thought Left 4 Dead was like. Like I was like, imagining a single player experience where the um, you know the bad guys were played by other players. Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. jumping in. I didn't really realize exactly what it was. Um, two, and I'm trying to find it here and I can't. There's a game that's on Steam Greenlight right now that is a, a five player multiplayer game where. Uh, you play as four survivors in a randomized haunted house hmm. and the fifth player plays as a monster uh-huh. and has like a, a totally different power set. Yeah. And you just kind of go round by round people taking turns being the monster, um, mm. which is probably, you know, the closest kind of thing. Cause most like when you say, you know, no other game has done it, like no other game really could do it. You know, <laughs> there has to be, uh, you know, it'd be like a boring lobby situation and you know, it would, it would stand out. Like it kind of, the game needs to be built around it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like I, I do love me some asymmetrical multiplayer. Like, oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Like, ugh. yeah, just because the notion of balance is completely yeah. fucked and it is destroying yeah. <laughs> everything in this world. The uh, the name of that game is Damned. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, that that looks like one to watch. It's funny though too because it's it's a randomized haunted house, and right on the very first page on Steam when you look up the screenshots, there's like a, a room that's like a, a desk, you know, like a office kind of room where there's just a piano laying like. 
non-perpendicularly to the wall in the middle of the floor. And I'm like, is it randomized to that degree? <laughs> like that's. <Yeah. laughs> um, oh, just however, speaking of randomized horror games, have you seen uh, Eldritch? Gary? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the, way excited. Yeah, yeah. Is it the Minecraft one? Yeah, yeah. It's the, okay. uh, the Minecraft desk generated. Minecraft by Lovecraft by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By roguelike, like yeah. by Binding of yeah. Isaac. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. so, yeah, like a, a a love letter from a gun door straight to our hearts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very, very excited about that. Yeah, um, yeah. of green steam greenlight to just take us further off the path. Have you seen um, Claire? Claire. Yeah. Um, if you get it, when you get a chance, take a look of that. Yeah, I've got steam up right now uh, as I as I am uh, trying to remind myself to download the Stanley Parable after I. Uh... <laughs> that's another. Oh, that's another thing I need to do. But yeah, <laughs> Claire, Claire looks. I think it looks real good. It's a like a. It looks like um, it's reminding me a little of a. Uh, is it Last Survivor? Oh, Lone Survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it looks a little bit like that. Hmm. Yeah, we'll put a, we'll put a link to it in the show notes regardless. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, it just got it didn't get not in the most recent, but the the last because there was a bunch of stuff greenlit today, I think, and then so it was things mm-hmm. in the the thing before that. Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, so for for fans of this of these horror game discussions, like by the time this comes out, I will have launched Hexcrank. Uh, oh, by, this, by the, this weekend, eh? Uh, well, the, the weekend after this. Oh, yeah, you're right. Hopefully this weekend, I, I I would like to I would like to do that at some at some point here. But mm. uh, yeah, it'll be a it'll be a blog slash multimedia experiment, uh, which is a complete exploration or uh, hopes to be a, cl- a complete exploration of survival horror and horror themed games in general. So check it out. Mm, nice. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah, we wandered off the path there, but I'm very happy that I know about this Claire game because it looks sweet. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see it when I just put Claire into the search, but I'll yeah. I'll find it if, if you if you uh, Google for it, it uh, it shows gotcha. up on the Greenlight page. So, yeah, that this gotcha, is gotcha. this is Lone Survivor as fuck, and that is not a bad thing at all. I fucking <laughs> love that game so goddamn much. Uh, right. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah. So uh, whose uh, whose turn is it to read uh, to read a thing? It might be Murph's because you it, finished it, up. It the, is. It is Murph's. Yeah. So Nick, uh, frequent contributor Nick via mm-hmm. contact. Uh, ah, three three. That stage that holds a lot of McMemories. At the play place with my with my six piece yeah. nugget. <laughs> uh, let's try that again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm keeping it Y'all, in. I'm keeping oh, it in no. because it's entertaining. So don't worry. <laughs> uh, mm. Ah, three three. That stage that holds a lot of memories for me. Uh, I still distinctly remember building my first character around that boss fight. When I was figuring out how figuring out how being summoned as the boss works, just to ruin people's day. Oh, <laughs> Tower- man. <laughs> oh this oh. sounds like someone you fought. Tower yeah. Knight Shield, Scraping Spear, Baby's Nail, and Wrath of God. <laughs> I didn't win all my fights, and even with some planning, yeah, with even and even with some planning, my character stats were still god awful, being my first time in all. Oh wow! But but. Everybody got plagued, and most of the time, they left with a broken shield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, as shameful it is, as shameful as it is for me to admit, though, playing as the challenger didn't come didn't net me the same success I would get as the boss, as people had some crazy good builds, and I had to beat it offline. Whoa! Oh man! Yeah. Who for shame? Regain your honor, Nick. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I can't imagine yeah. like 
making my first character a gimmick build for one encounter yeah. that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that, that's interesting. Like, yeah. like, like the, you you were made for this. Like to come upon it for the first time and not yeah. be like there's there's a lot of soul stuff that I see. Like now that I know that this is what I'm going to be dedicating the rest of my life to, I come to the <laughs> thing and I'm like, I'll, I'm going to come back and later do this. Like I need to concentrate on this thing I'm choosing now to get the full experience. I know I'm going to play this again. You know, so like when I play Dark Souls too, like whenever they introduce like cryomancy or whatever the those cool looking ice things that people are doing yeah. are, mm-hmm. I'll just like I might not get them the first time around, but I'm like I know I'll do a build around this. So let's just not dabble. <laughs> let's just go whole hog. Okay. And this is fairly late in the game, you know, and you're just being like, well, I need to make a guy for this. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, you, if you're gonna play one counter, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over and over again. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Levi, via the contact forum, says, 3-2 took me forever to figure out. I spent hours wandering around with no idea where I was going. I did find Yur and freed him, even though he is obviously a shady bro. Uh, I hopped into one of the cages, and it took me down to a more defiled valley than the, defi- than the Valley <laughs> of Defilement. This area equally confused me and terrified me. Is there any reason, lore-wise, that this area looks like the Valley of Defilement? Uh, seems like a strange design choice uh, to make two areas so similar. After mustering my courage, I uh, navigated the rickety catwalks, dispatched two red phantoms, and made it to a fog wall. Maneater, Maneater is where I stopped playing Demon Souls. I completed every other area in the game in its entirety, but Maneater made me rage quit. Um, I tried a couple of times, but sadly, uh, the long run up and the relentless, staggering attacks of the Maneater made me say, well, fuck this. And I went back to playing Dark Souls. Oh. Oh. Come back, Levi. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear us say how good the next thing is? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Come back to your papa. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well. Um, so I don't know why. Like, I mean, are, are are they similar aside from having uh, having waist deep uh, effluvium or whatever? <laughs> no, I, I never. I never thought like saw that too much because like uh, people people live in the Valley of Defilement. Yeah, you know, like that's the same same thing I thought about like Blighttown, where it's like this is this is a residence kind of thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> to a degree. Um, this just seems like uh, uh, I don't know the waste from like essentially a factory, which is what it is. You know, like this is this is the gross playground behind the plastics factory. You know, it's not a place where people live. Mm-hmm. It's not for poor people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if I could posit, maybe the Valley of Defilement is where everybody who could get out of Latria ended up. It's like, like a refugee situation. Yeah, like, well, I mean, Latria is pretty shitty, but at least we're not being turned into demons instead of just like now we're kind of hooked in those plague demons. Yeah. 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 Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's no – the part of the, the problem – I was thinking earlier uh, today about how the fact that the worlds are not – are so disconnected in uh, Demon Souls. Like it kind of has these unforeseen consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you have this kind of hub and you can get to them all, similar to how you can get to them all from Firelink, the fact that we have no sense of them and even in relation to each other yeah. means that like that kind of conjecture is difficult because who knows where this is in relation to Latria? Yeah, you, like, you can you can make suppositions like okay, value defilement probably you know downhill of everything, uh, yeah. Stone thing <laughs> probably actually pretty high up because it's in the side of a mountain, you know. Um, yeah, you know, like I could I could picture Latria being you know so you know similarly poised. To uh, to Boletaria itself um, and the you know the Shrine of Storms, we know it's in an ocean, like it's a it's an actual island, right? Right, yeah. right. <clears throat> but where it is, who knows? You know. Yeah. yeah. And at some right. point, like because there isn't any information there, like I don't 
see too much value in supposing like their spatial relation. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that was intentionally uh, left out. Like no, I guess not intentionally. Like they wanted to confuse the relationship between them, but it was something intentionally not left in. Yeah. You know, so the developers didn't consider it to be that important. So I'm not going to spend too much time conjecturing on it. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. Um, ben says via contact. I thought that the Tower of Latria would be a great chance to bring up an influence on Demon Souls that I think goes often unremarked. While Berserk and the works of Lovecraft seem to pop up as a lot a lot as references, I rarely hear folks mention Michael Moorcock's Elric series. Characterized by broken, abandoned settings propelled by madmen, a pair of cursed twin swords, Stormbringer and Mornblade, in the Elric stories to Demon Souls, Soulbrand and Demonbrand, and featuring philosophically opposing kingdoms, sorcery versus steel. I think you could make a good argument for the director of Demon Souls being a fan of the Elric saga. Or maybe he just drew from the same mythological wellspring. Latria's Prison of Hope not only reminded me instantly of 1st edition D&D in the same way that Sen's Fortress does, it also reminds me of the kingdom of wizardry and corruption that so often feature in the Eldritch story, Kingdoms of Wizardry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, have any of you guys read those? I've not read those. I've only read two things by Michael Moorcock. Uh, the first being the novel Behold the Man, which is about a guy who goes back in time and finds out that Jesus was an idiot and by uh, some kind of uh, just weird coincidences, he ends up being crucified instead because people realize that he's the actual savior. Hmm. Uh, it was pretty oh. good. Um, not like an idiot, like, boo, dumb ideas, but like actually like an incompetent. And like he ends up being the guy, you know, who all the Bible was about um, mm-hmm. and, uh, as the actual Messiah. Um, and then also a short story that I did voiceover, like a voiceover college uh, rendition for as an acting thing called Witch War. But not ne- never the Elrich uh, series. I've always been curious about Moorcock in the same way that I've been curious about Ray Bradbury. But uh, it's, mm. It's, mm. it seems hard to figure out how to approach uh, kind of those bigger ones, the, you know, those bigger oh. kind of uh, lore things, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I also am not... Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> well, well, Brad Bradbury is digestible. Yeah, like Morcock isn't isn't the El- Elric series? Aren't they like a thousand volumes of seven billion pages each? A little bit. Like, like I, I think the wheel the wheel of time thing is that is that the same guy? No, no, that's different. Oh, okay. I think that's uh, 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 Jordan something. Oh, okay, Robert, I'm thinking yeah. Wheel of Time. Yeah, Robert. Yeah. Jordan, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Um, the Elric books, I I don't know yeah. very much about. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like that. oh, good. I'm just more of a Sanderson man myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, interesting, uh, interesting point. I've never, yes. I've also never heard that brought up. Yeah. Before, so. And in hmm. our quest for all things that remind anybody of, Demon, of, of, of the souls games, I uh, have added one of those to my, uh, to my Kindle wish list. So hmm. I will eventually come back and read it. Yeah. Uh, Murph, go ahead and read the next one and feel free to tag Cole in. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is a tremendous story. So are we going to, are we going to triple team this bad boy? I think we might, I think we might triple team it. So I'll try, I'll try to, to be expletive. It's worth it. I I try, I tried to, uh, I tried to edit it, but, uh, I couldn't because it was also good. Let me get this. Yeah. Wow. Um, It was October 23rd, 2009. (laughs) (laughs) In ancient times. (laughs) So, World 3-1, time warp. Danny, via contact, says, It was October 23rd, 2009, and I had recently started my playthrough of the brand spanking new Demon Souls. I was a young buck with a twinkle in my eye and, and a thirst for adventure. This is my first attempt at the Tower of Latria. Needless to say, the environment was creeping me out, and was on my toes. 
little by little, I got through the level and finally reached the last fog gate. Now, this is where things got weird. As I walked into the fool's idol fight, I heard a low, I heard a loud rumble. My sound system is awesome, I thought, with, as the eerie music filled my apartment, which was a small shoebox of a prison with four <laughs> small windows on one end and the entrance of the door on the other. As the fool's, fool's idol itself descended, the rumbling sound grew louder. In fact, it got much louder than my volume setting. Suddenly, someone started banging hard on my door. How about somebody tag out right there? Okay. Oh, man, I wasn't following along. Um, let's see. Yes. <laughs> Halfway through. Halfway through. Okay. Suddenly, someone started banging on my door. I was used to this, and sometimes my landlord bought, uh, brought his grandchildren over, and they would often hit the door with a ball or something. But no, this was different. It was too loud, too long, and too late on a school day. Suddenly, I noticed the windows uh, were banging as well. All four, along with my door, as the fool's idol descended upon me. I capped, I crapped myself. I capped myself. No, I crapped myself. Everybody <laughs> goes from beyond the grave. He's in soul form now. Yeah. So. I had no explanation for what was, for, uh, what was going on. And suddenly, in terror, I realized my room was haunted and it was Demon Soul's fault. I jumped out of my seat and unplugged everything. Fuck this shit. I called my girlfriend and told her my house was being invaded by hordes of demons. But here's the funny thing. She lived a few miles away from me, and yet she felt the exact same thing at the same time. This was getting too weird. So I decided to open my front door and see what was up. It took me about as long to build up the courage to walk to, uh, to, walk to the door six feet away from me um, as it took to reach the boss in the Tower of Latria. I slowly opened the door, and there was absolutely nothing. Except for a strange orange glow. <laughs> Just not nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As I walked outside with my girlfriend still on the line, I looked at the sky and yelled at her through the phone. Oh my god, the sky is glowing. What the fuck? The sky is glowing orange. Why are you being... <laughs> we are being attacked. Is it aliens? It has to be radioactive. Can I stay at your house? I asked my girlfriend. Uh, I asked as my girlfriend panicked. I got in my car and drove. Then my brain shut down, and instead, I decided to go to where the glow was coming from. As I entered the massive traffic jam, I realized I was making a huge mistake and got out of, uh, and got out of the road and away from the area, back to my home. Only then did I decide to turn my radio on to figure out what, uh, what has happened. The oil refinery a few miles away from my home had blown the fuck up. He has a link here. It's, a, it's, a, it's an oil, oil, oil refinery, I believe, in Costa Rica. Um, yeah, hmm. as I got home, still startled, uh, I turned the game back on and went through the level again until I reached my nemesis. I was nervous. My brain was telling me nothing would happen, but I had my doubts. As I entered the fog, I was met by the shittiest, most <laughs> easiest boss the game has to offer. What a difference an exploding oil refinery makes. <laughs> For the next few days, the sky looked like something out of Hiroshima. It looked awesome. <laughs> That's great. Man. Yeah, Whew. good story. Yeah, yeah. De- definitely. I, I am. I am very happy that you wrote that in. Uh, like, like, copy that. Uh, copy that URL and put it in, in here. It's 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 a, an astonishing picture. Huh. Yeah. The only uh, the only thing I have to compare is uh, one time I was camping on uh, one of the South Carolina uh, barrier islands, and we were just kind of hanging out on the beach, being you know young young teenage dudes, and suddenly like the sky just like. It was like completely dark, and then the sky like lit in this like ethereal 
blue. Mm-hmm. And we were like, uh, and like in, in the sense that it, it stayed, like the entire place was lit for about like five seconds, bright as day, except it was like blue. And then it like happened again, but for like a shorter time, we were like, well, end of the world. It was nice knowing you guys. Uh, oh. <sighs> Uh, obviously, that didn't happen, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently a transformer blew up nearby. Oh yeah, and mm. it, it's That's crazy. So if yeah, you ever Michael Bay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely one of the cooler moments of my life after you know upon retrospect. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. But yeah, so yeah. I bet an oil refinery is even cooler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy you're okay. I hope that comes through, but that is an awesome story. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope that uh uh this this gentleman here, Danny, uh didn't crap his pants <laughs> during that. Like yeah. I, I don't I imagine it's just an expression, but uh-huh. you know, the rest of it doesn't feel like usually like if I, I, I usually will say like I felt like crap in my pants or like you know, I was scared shitless or you know, something like that, but I don't know. There's something about the rest of the story that makes it sound like almost literal. Yeah. I crapped myself. I had no ex. Like I crapped. Like just the language of it is so mundane that like I just really yeah. hope they didn't go through all that and you know and drive yeah. back and. Well, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know him, but it's possible that it's uh, an ESL situation too. Yeah. So. Yep. That's true. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, awesome. thank, thank you so much for listening and thank you for sharing that. That that rules. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great story. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Dennis <laughs> says via contact. <clears throat> Listening to your 3-1 episode led me to some lore conjecture that I'd love to hear your thoughts on. One, I hadn't realized that the gargoyles are probably mutated from prisoners in some way, and it changed the way I looked at the random airlift you get from them after the Fool's Idol fight. I like to think that they were recently mutated, since they're the first ones you encounter, and that some remnant of clarity inside them was able to fight through and aid you in your quest to escape. (laughs) Two, when you die in Demon Souls, you keep your items. So why shouldn't the item Lord Rydell... Rydell? He even writes Rydell. Yeah. Um, Lord Rydell. I'm just going to say Rydell. Yeah, Rydell. I'm I'm an old dog. Um, The uh, (laughs) items that Lord Rydell is worried about have stayed with him instead of remaining with his corpse. Could it be that this is not really Rydell? There is further support for this in the Asian version of the game, where the name of this character calls himself uh, Rydell is different than the name on the character loading screen banner, um, Ryadel. Um, the consensus is that it's probably a typo, and I have no idea why someone would either pose as or mistakenly think that they are Rydell, but I thought I'd throw it out there in the name of Baseless Conjecture. Yeah. So to the first one, I don't know that the gargoyles are trying to help you. I think that they're trying to feed you to the machine. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool yeah. idea, like, and it would make sense that maybe they're more recently changed. Just because, well, I mean, I guess the more recently changed ones would be closer to wherever they're coming from. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I I like to give it as, you know, again, one of us, one of us. Yeah. Have you ever actually seen that movie? Uh, Freaks? Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's one of the scariest things. Yeah, I I find myself, this is not something that's good about me, but I find Mm -hmm. certain kinds of, like, I, and again, horror horror movie, people who design horror movies know this, and they Mm -hmm. know it's true about everyone. I'm just willing to admit that I find physical deformity really unnerving. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, I don't think less of people who have, you know, who are circus freaks. However, on a pure gut check kind of visual level, Mm -hmm. there's something that will like kind of affects me really deeply. 
mm-hmm. about them. Yeah. And uh, and this taps into that. Yeah. And it's not just them. Like you know, some TLC special where it's like you know, the man without <laughs> with the four thousand point scrotum or whatever yeah. that. Oh, like, yeah. Those things freak me out too. Like just seeing its body horror. Like I'm projecting myself mm-hmm. onto them. Yeah. And imagining those things happening to my body. Yeah. And uh, so th- that movie had that effect on me as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's like actually like a pretty like yeah. it feels kind of weirdly modern and and. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, well, they, 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 they do an awesome job of, uh, I feel so weird saying this, humanizing the freaks and being like, okay, these are good people. Like, up until the end, it's uh, it's it's not a horror movie, but then they do what they do. Yeah. And it's like, just mm-hmm. well, you just undid everything that you worked for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is, which is uh, you know, on purpose. Yeah. You know, so, like, it just adds an impact. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. um, point mm-hmm. two. Why doesn't Rydell, Rydell keep his stuff? And could it possibly be that he's it's a, you know an alias of some kind? I like the idea of it being a six degrees of separation thing, but I don't know what the what, what they'd be getting at with it. Yeah, the, the only thing I can think of is that maybe the the PC is special because like other other NP, or yeah other other NPCs that you kill just don't show up in the Nexus. Yeah, like you're the only one that does. You're the only one that's been well. Oh well, I, I got it. I know why. Yeah, he's not bound to the nexus. Mm. The demon is binding mm. him. So like you're bound to the nexus, so you have different rules that kind of apply to you. Mm-hmm. And he's being bound by the uh, the old monk. So yeah, yeah, yeah. separate okay. set of rules. I'll take it. There we go. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I know that like uh, that's why he can't go back, and he's stuck in that jail cell. You know. Yeah. So yeah. There. Dennis, yeah, good, you're good, wrong good, good. again. Wrong again, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually know this. The the no, it is. It, it is. Yeah, okay. It is. I does. Maybe, um, like, because it's from the contact, I left the last name out, but it is Dennis from the level, so don't uh, worry. Yeah, good uh, Good. Good catch, though. It's a yeah. good, it, I didn't notice it. Nope. Like, I think I think that's not actually what it is, but I didn't. You know, that's a good good eye. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we really should triple team Take's uh, thing here. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Lord. oh, okay. Yeah, and this is our last one. So yeah, yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah. This is. Do you want to? Do you want to get through two paragraphs? We'll each do two paragraphs. Yeah. Let's each do two. Okay. Is it? Am I up here? All right. Uh, okay. So Take says via contact. Lord Rydell is also known as Little Allen, as noted on his clever rat's ring. Because of this, people think he's the younger brother of King Allen. It should also be noted that the Ostrava, Aust- yeah, Ostrava was was away during Boletaria's downfall, and he's armed with the rune sword and shield, which are acquired in, acquired in World 3. Also, the knight class, the knight's class fluted armor and kite shield are found here, which state that they're the armor of the knight of the relatively advanced southern Boletaria. The royalty gear and thief gear is also found in Latria. Might it be fair to say that these three classes have their origins in Latria? Probably, yeah. yeah. Definitely the royal. I mean, I imagine yeah. the royals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, moving on here. Uh, I never thought about it till now, but given the yellow monk's abilities, it makes a lot of sense that World Three has the most black phantoms in it, regardless of black world tenancy status. Come to think of it, it seems like a lot of the unnamed black phantom stories can be figured out by looking at where they died. Like the baby nail black phantom in this world was obviously killed by the fool's idol, uh, since you can find her corpse. And uh, and so her vengeful spirit was captured by the Ella Monk and forced to guard the fool's idol, uh, which killed her in the first place. This level is such great nightmare fuel. 
I always try to buy something from the royal mistress since she seems nice and I feel sorry for her. But then you think about the other merchants in the game, the dredgling, the filthy, the filthy man and woman, Blige and the, uh, Blige, the grave robber, rather, Patches. Then you go, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we have story reasons why she won't move to 3-2 the way other merchants do, but she also doesn't retreat to the Nexus either. I think someone mentioned it on the show, but if you look at the skin under her mask, she's pretty hideously deformed. So while she may not have her wits about her now, or while she may have her wits about her now, she does seem like she's on the verge of hollowing. I think one of her dialogue options mentioned needing souls to stay sane. I think she also has some marks on her arms and neck where she was once shackled. There's also all the corpses in her cell. I mean, (laughs) where did she get all that gear? I doubt they let her keep it when she got locked up. Maybe she got free and killed all those people. We're, uh, We're all looters, so who am I to judge, right? Still, it's just speculation on my part. Huh, oh, a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Yeah. Take like our Take is our resident like lore minutia uh, kind of guy. So thank you very much for another thoughtful response, Take. Yeah, thank you, Take. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I I don't think like hollowing doesn't really exist here in the same way, I don't think. It's like it's not it, it's gotta be careful with that vocabulary yeah. because it doesn't mean the same thing yeah. as it does it's, in Dark Souls. It's, it's it's related, except instead of uh, throughout throughout the process of dying and losing humanity, it's just the number of souls that you have possession of. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So the uh, her like you know needing yeah. So, um, hmm. And there are a lot of corpses in there. So yeah, I, I believe that she probably is kind of a shit heel. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. Well, she's still alive. Of course, she's a shit heel. Yeah. Like anybody who is anybody who is good. Yeah, it, it totally makes sense. Like she's she's quizzling. You yeah, know, like yeah. she you know she sold she sold somebody out in order for this meager life that she has. You know that makes sense. Like she was once yeah. you know uh, the the rest of the the royal family or the good people you know stood up to him, and she didn't. Yeah. You know, and this is what she gets. Yeah. You know? the, 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 there's also the notion that uh, you know if there is an archdemon who can mess with the rules of uh, of, of you know where souls go um, and who's allowed to leave where in the binding, it would probably be the yellow the the, uh, the you know the yellow cloth or the old monk, whatever. Yeah. So so yeah, there might be some kind of outside force that is keeping her here uh, or right. where she is, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, and where would she yeah. move? Yeah. Like there, like don't go to the fucking monster factory. <laughs> And this could this could be speculation on my part, and maybe this could be the sort of like a like a prison situation where you just kind of there's a tax and like, hey, you know, you better you better give me your souls this week, or up, up the tower you go. And oh yeah, she's just like the big uh, she's the shark in the pond. Yeah, yeah, maybe because yeah, I mean, just because she has her wits about her, mm-hmm. you know. And she's not in prison. Yeah. Who, who knows? But I think that like what we can all, I think we probably all agree is that she's not a, uh, you know, not an upstanding person. Something you know, like in the she's Souls not, games isn't what it seems. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like she's not. Yeah. Like there's always, um, you know, in the Souls games, you look for that, like those couple like points of light. Those like really sympathetic, you know, characters. And, uh, and this, you know, this is not one of them. It's a classic merchant. You know, merchants in Souls games tend to be real, real shitheads. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> and good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and great point about there being all the black phantoms, and uh, you know the baby nail, her corpse being behind the altar and the, the church, and yeah, well observed as always. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and that, yeah, wrap, so, that wraps it up. Yeah, so if you if you have comments, there's still time. If you have comments about Shrine of Storms four uh, one, please send them to uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear it. 
And if you have any corrections for us from this episode, because we fuck things up all the time, um, please send them our way. Yeah. Murph, tell us, uh, tell us and the listeners a little bit about where you can be found. Well, I'm at, uh, I'm on the Dork Knight podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. I also run the Bad Controller Opinion at Bad Controller Op Twitter feed. It's a daily comedy Bad Controller Opinion thing. <laughs> and also uh, check out all – I'm doing 31 days of Twine Horror Games uh, available at dorknight.com. Absolutely. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, Cole and I do shows. Uh, watch out for Fireballs, Abject Suffering, The Level. Uh, the Pitch is coming back oh. for, for five episodes. So like there's the, we're not leaving ourselves in prison. Um, we we rebuild our empire, and you can hear about it. We recorded the first two of those, and if you like the mythology part of the pitch, like it is, we oh, we we recorded a very lore rich episode of the pitch. <laughs> awesome. So um, yeah, so we're doing we're gonna do five episodes, and then we're gonna do one epilogue out of character episode and talk about doing the show. Nice. Um, so the uh, yeah, so that's coming back. Uh, there's those damn Ross kids. There's uh, pilot season. Um, yeah, there's it's all, all tons of good stuff on the network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like the show on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash bonfireside chat. Ratings, reviews on iTunes. Those are always helpful. Um, mm-hmm. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, all that. And, uh, you know, duckfeed.tv slash tip jar for your uh, Amazon needs. I didn't thank you earlier. Uh, Murph for for using it, but thank you for doing that. Oh, and, any, yeah. and anybody else that 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 goes a long way towards covering and the hosting. Thank you. And for thank you for the watch out for Fireballs Kickstarter. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Thank yeah, you yeah, for all your support, Murph. Yeah. No, yeah. you're, you're tr- tr- tremendous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to think of myself as a patron, and you, my employees. You know. Shit. <laughs> I like to think of you as a patriot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, people overuse the word hero. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who's we you got a mouse in your pocket ross <laughs> i said people not we oh, okay. I got really yeah. <laughs> but yeah no thank you for coming on the show both times and oh, we, no, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're looking forward to, to to some future collaboration mm. yeah yep mm. so yeah um in uh until next time uh try holding it in both hands <laughs> so the world <laughs> might be mended And we all pray that we will have far more soon. I don't know about Cole. This is the first time Cole and I have talked to each other since the expo. I'm I'm still in a state of permanent cold. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten over that. So forgive me if I'm low energy at all. But I'm oh. still got some some throat and uh, <clears throat> cough stuff that's like strip jamming independent. Oh, awesome! And yeah, you know, yeah, just uh, yeah. So I've been, I've had, I have like a never-ending miasma now. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like, and I, I, I am getting over the tail end of a massive double ear infection. Ooh. It wasn't both ears; it was just one ear that was infected twice. No, it was both ears. <laughs> um, and uh, they they prescribed me horse pill amoxicillin. Mm. Um, and so yeah. I'm still I'm still on that, and that is uh, fucking my shit real nice. Um, what a what is amoxicillin? Isn't that just a, a antibiotic? Yeah, yeah, but just antibiotics kick the shit out of me for some reason. In what? I in what way? Like I've never oh. had any reaction to an antibiotic. Oh, just what uh, do they do? Like makes me tired, upsets my uh, digestive system. Um, <clears throat> yeah. 
Like, is it? Did you say horse pill? Yes, horse pill. Not not a horse spill, which I assume. <laughs> which I yeah. which I assume like the, is like, like a, the kind that shut down luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I assume that that is a, a breach in the line that carries all humor through the internet. Like that that mm-hmm. pipe cracks, and then just all of a sudden it's horse dad, horse dad, horse dad. It's like what? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Once you realize that all humor on the internet is horse dad related. Uh, you're, you're peering just, behind the veil. Is it? Is it because I'm sick that I don't know what horse dad is? <laughs> no, it's just. Is it horse dad or ebook horse ebooks related? Kind of. I you know I just maybe maybe it's only the podcasts and stuff that I listen to, uh, and also from reading FYAD sometimes. But yeah, yeah. it's a well, it's a Newgrounds video from March 25th. So <laughs> horses and dads. Yes. Oh yes. Oh, like respectively. Yeah. Yeah. Oh sure. Not like not like the dad for not the horse for Men and Stimpy. No. Like not no, that not, kind of thing. Yeah, not, not that horse. Not that's what I was expecting. I was expecting a horse that was a dad. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's what I also yeah, yeah. also known as a stallion. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> mm. uh, oh well. Mm. But yeah. So mm. are you sick, Mer? Actually I feel great. Oh. Um no, yeah. I mean I'm in living in sunny Florida like oh, last yeah. time. So like it's like eighty, and like I turn on the news and it's like millions of cows killed in flash fr- uh, blizzard. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really nice here. <laughs> our our cows are doing just fine. <sighs> yeah, I don't know whose cows those are. They were gonna be they were gonna be orphans. You know they were they were they were away, but a horse dad took them in, shut them the ropes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know let's 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 all appreciate those horse dads and what they've done for us through the years. Yeah done to us or for us <laughs> yeah. no horse dad no it's not, it sounds like a weird like trailer because they're like uh like some small uh eastern Bloc country trying to get on the today show in the wake of the tiger mom thing <laughs> like just like sending out a press release and like writing a book like die is horse dad yeah, yeah in blockula we have horse dad this dad that act like horse <laughs> oh, how does that affect your parenting we like salt. You know, yes. Uh, sp- spare the rod and spoil the hoof. Yeah. <laughs> Do not let child lay down. We'll crush organs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Do you, just, you just feed your it's kids a, sugar you, cubes and apples. And they have to sleep standing up. Yeah. And then you get smaller kids to ride them. Yeah. Like, oh. oh, this like, one broke leg. I get shotgun. Like child pony play? Yeah, oh, yeah, no. like uh, like uh, yeah, little tiny jockeys, like yeah. little human jockeys, yeah, <sighs> for a change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <sighs> I-, I always picture jockeys as being flea men from a uh, uh, Red Hot Chili. No, from uh, from from Castlevania. Oh, oh yeah. The, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying. It is. But again, yeah, jockeys are terrifying. A little bit. Like uh, they're really small. I think that they are the equestrian equivalent of ballerinas or gymnasts in that like there like is like this vague undercurrent of eugenics and how they're created. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, that seems that seems right to me. It's like you'll never be a dancer. Yeah, you're just you're just a, you're a uh design you're born to be one. Yeah. You're born to be a jockey, but how weird and sad is that? Yeah. Like what who's who what, what's your top three favorite jockeys, Cole? Like I don't like I don't uh, fucking know. Like, I mean, yeah, the horse gets a bunch of recognition, but yeah, exactly. Well, a... and not, and you're you're kind of participating in a real 
kind of cruelty industry. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. I mean, yeah. I can you know, you know I can name at least five of my favorite matadors, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the plus side, well. side, all the horse books that you can handle them, right, guys? <laughs> hey, <laughs> <High> five. <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining there being like a groupie scene for jockeys. Like of smaller, like even smaller ladies. <laughs> oh no, they're like they're, they're like Matryoshka dolls. They're smuggled in in the regular size ladies. Yeah, ten and one ladies is a or a jockey groupie. You know, I oh. think I, I think I bought one of those from a kiosk at the mall. I yeah. thought it was going to play a bunch of variants on Tetris, but it was just a bunch of jockey groupies. I just thought it was an analog version of stacking. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but uh, we got we got to be on Retronauts, which was which was real fun. Yeah. I've not actually. I I haven't listened to Retronauts yet. Like, mm-hmm. like ever ah, or ever. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm, I literally just got on the um, video game hot dog train. Mm, yeah. Like mm, a yeah. month ago. That's a and, good train to be on. <laughs> so yeah, I'm slowly working through the backlog because I'm insane. Yeah. And uh, you know, episode seventy, getting there. Yeah, yeah. That's about where I am on my uh, on my uh, going back through the backlog thing mm. just listening to every episode again <laughs> you know they're good men yes good men and thorough well, the, the um, thing is like i had the opportunity to meet them if i had known about them um oh like, yeah two years because i all, they used to go to dragon con mm-hmm. and i always used to go to dragon con but i didn't know who those guys were yeah what's this booth with the shitty drawings on it <laughs> <laughs> no care oh, those dudes look nice but blah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, like there, I mean, you you don't just go up to guys who look nice. <laughs> like, like if if that's if you're you're poking a hole in Murph's thing based on like, yeah, no, no, like I'm you just... missed an opportunity to talk to some dudes who look nice. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I'm not, I'm not poking. I, I'm, it's a, it's a joke. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm joking not, some yeah. holes in his thing. I'm joking uh, some holes in his, his, his yeah, yeah, Dragon Con. No, no, yeah, you have no reason to go up to them to for about a game that you don't play. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, plenty of nice dudes. Very sin whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, they're great. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all good podcasts. Where it's an embarrassing in almost every single medium. We're living in the best age of all times, and there's yeah. there, you'll you'll never experience every good thing that there's worth experiencing. So kill yourself mm-hmm. now. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, it's never. <clears throat> yeah, there's so many podcasts I would love to listen to. Um, yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. I just don't have time, and I listen to you know more, probably more than my share of podcast, and uh, still don't yeah. get through. So, oh, yeah, at one point there's I, always like middling like B level podcast that's like ah oh, you know in a perfect world like I'd be able to like set into step into the chrono chamber and just have this like beamed into my head, yeah. and just uh, you know yeah. Like, at one point back yeah. in 2009, I tried to sit down and calculate how like how many hours of podcasts I listened to in a week. And uh, I think it was approach. Uh, man, I forget the exact number, but it was really depressing. It was it was like plus plus twenty. Yeah, um, and it's only it, it's it's only gotten worse uh, since then. Yeah, so, I, I definitely don't do anything near that, but yeah. it's still a uh, still a lot, and not as many as I would like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I, I kind of mm, yeah, because I, oh, I I listen to talk radio at work because I live in a work in a place where I can't bring my phone in, mm. but. I, I count those as podcasts, so you know I'm pu- pushing sixty hours of podcasts a week. Yeah. <laughs> Joffrey Geodude levels of yes. uh, <laughs> podcasting. Yes, the, the, the Geo Law tier. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, he's he's an Uber. Yeah. Um, he's, he's he's what we uh, in the radio business call a chronic. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy user, yeah, a dank, um, a dank, dank yeah. listener. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a tasty, tasty listener. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Look at that size of the headphones on that. Yeah, one. we like to call them tasty ears <laughs> in the podcast <laughs> business. You get a pair of tasty ears. Yeah. They tell another couple tasty ears with their their luscious yeah. lips, and then you got tasty the ears and lips. And yeah, yeah, his yeah. kind bud. Yeah, he's 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 kind bud. <laughs> I, I think I'm running out of pot references. So I'll quickly. Yeah. Take my... oh, we're talking about pot. Oh, I, guess I, 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 I referenced the chronic. <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta go. I, I can't be associated. <laughs> okay, I, I can't be in this. Uh, <laughs> oh, I need an adult. <laughs> Bonfire side chat will get you high. Yeah, <laughs> step into the hot box yeah. for boom, people boom, boom, who have boom. never met us. Bonfire chat will get you high. People will let us know that's you, dumb bullshit. You guys want some full moon <laughs> We got an unlimited supply. Yeah. It skews our difficulty curve if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so I went up to my dealer, the Blue Eyes Knight, and stabbed him in the back, and then I got my stash. Yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's, just, he's just the container. Like, you, you have to cut. You, you kill the mule and cut him open for your delicious reward. You're pulling that out of his butt hole, is what Cole's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. He, he's uh, holding in his butt. Yeah. I just I've been doing a Breaking Bad rewatch, and I watched the one where Jesse has the the meth parents, and oh. they have uh, drugs in their butt, and Jesse yeah. has no hesitation about like touching those bags of drugs that were like just immediately in the worst, grossest people's butts. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I was just like there's no hesitation he's just like get it out of your butt and then they they, they, they do it and he's just kind of like holding it up and he's like what is this you know and just rubbing it with his fingers and like yeah. oh, you know. he goes away and eats some chicken wings yeah like, come on he's, man yeah he goes he's he's, he's got a, a bug condom on each finger yeah <laughs> and then he eats the bukes. He eats he eats some chick, oh. chicken wings with a side of cheetos oh. mm. yeah jeez mm. jesse Come on, man! Wondered. Get your life together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you're six episodes away from being sober, but come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's the rock bottom moment. <laughs> I don't feel like it's. I feel like him licking, you know, that weird meth witches. You know, I, I don't know. Like, I can also imagine. Like, can you imagine people who have that kind of meth witchness? Like, like on one end, I want to think of them sweating a lot, but on the other end, I can think of them just like never sweating, and their skin just being this, you know, husk like. God. mummy skin yeah like made out was, of like old wax yeah like touching it, it's like touching a, a sponge with tissue paper around it yeah. like you know just like a dry sponge with tissue paper around it and like there might not be that much butt going on on that drug <laughs> <laughs> i, I kind of wonder what the casting calls for extras on that show looked like yeah. honestly you know you know about the um there's a talent agency in hollywood called ugly yeah that's just yeah, yeah. If you if you're hideous and live in Hollywood, you can get like a job because mm-hmm. they need extras and shit who yeah. look nasty. Oh. Yeah. Well, they like, like, good. No, I was just gonna say like the uh, that one episode where I guess the the he goes to the meth house. It's really early where they're they're stealing. They stole the ATM. That's the one, yeah. That's yeah. that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not a. Uh, that's that's like the closest to a, a goblin in real life. <laughs> yeah, like, she's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, like I'm like, like oh my. Man, Where did this get that goblin? Don't call yeah. me skank. Yeah, don't call me skank. 
Yeah. Um, like, and well, she's scary in that one, but in the one before when she robs Skinny Pete, mm-hmm. like they, they, the last shot of the episode is her like laughing as the guy yeah. holds the knife on her, mm-hmm. and the shot goes on for you know easily ten seconds longer than it needs to, which is her yeah. cackling. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they, they got whoever uh, did the makeup for Amy Sedaris and Strangers with Candy to like do the oh, Charizard yeah. version of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. God, like that is yeah, that that show has an yeah. a fantastic makeup. Oh yeah. Or, um both Breaking Bad and Strangers with Candy. Uh, <laughs> uh Wendy, the, the 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 prostitute um who Jesse shacks up with and blah 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 had that awesome intro about her. She's like a marathon runner. That's why she's so like like skinny. Mm-hmm. And they did like crazy makeup on her. If you see her outside of her makeup, it's uh it's uh shocking actually. But, uh, like, there was that story about her, you know, they were shooting for that, and they had to keep the cameras out, or something, something, and, like, somebody came up and actually propositioned her for, like, prostitution. <laughs> well? Not realizing they were driving onto a hot set. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. Oh. Fun. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Have you seen the, um, someone did a, a cookie clicker... Or a Breaking Bad version of Cookie Clicker. Yeah, that, that's running on my work computer right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I'm going to go in tomorrow oh, yeah. and get all the stuff. Nice. It, it's like it's slightly like it's it's so good if you can't like it's a terrible game, but if mm. you if you're at work and you just want to have something like you know running in the background while you actually do work, it kind of mm. works. Hmm. <laughs> um, it's actually and it's 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 funny too because it's actually better than Cookie Clicker. Like there actually <laughs> is like a mechanic to it. Where you have to kind of try to even out your supply and demand. Oh. Or not your supply, like your production and your ability to sell it. And like it, they're kind of designed to never quite even out. So, so you, you always have something to... Well, you, just, you just build a world with meth? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah you can't... You can never... You always have something to work for. Mm-hmm. So like the idea is that like, you know, the goal is not always just like more, more, more. It's sometimes like, oh shit, like I have all this product going to waste because I can't sell it. Or... I'm not making enough product to like, I'm losing money because I don't. Uh... So it's, it's actually kind of like a clever twist on that really, really dumb formula. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Mm. Hmm. Cool. Um, blah, blah, blah. What am I looking at here? So are we uh, ready to go ahead and get started? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Cool. I'm, I'm done <laughs> talking about drugs. <laughs> yeah. Unless <laughs> yeah. you guys want to talk about crocodile. Ooh, uh, you know what? I'm tired. Everybody should stop posting images of people with croc- like crocodile yeah, arms. Christ. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> oh, I thought. Okay, I imagined actual crocodiles like snapping. Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> memes like, oh, of crocodiles, oh, like you know, like Ninja Turtles villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, uh, Spider-Man villains too. Kind of. Yeah. There's a lizard. Mm-hmm. Maybe kind of a crocodile. A Batman. Yeah. I guess Killer Croc would be the more would be the more. Uh, Accurate one. Yeah, Leatherhead works that. too. I'd say yeah. Ninja Turtles and Batman. Yeah, maybe GI Joe. Didn't wasn't there a guy with croc or snake arms? He had snake arms. Um, I know you're there right. Were snake eyes. No, there there is a guy with snake arms in the weird oh. uh, later episodes where Cobra was revealed to actually have to do with snakes. Um, <laughs> yeah, and there's a He Man that happened in He Man too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a I, I had a uh, action figure of the He Man one. Um, yeah. you, you press the oh. button on its back and like the, the neck would extend. And if you were holding it too close to the face, it would poke you in the eye. <laughs> like, did, what's in there? Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys, this being might a be a child, Gary, being oh. a child. <laughs> yeah. 
Did you guys ever have the, um, they were like, like wood, fire, and water, and they had like a little hologram that would be revealed if you scratched it. Yeah, Battle like, Beast. Yes! There's, yeah. A, there's a battle, I had a Battle Beast with snake arms, and he was Oh, a yeah. Yeah. Um, you, That's, I need all of those. You just said, um, there's new ones now. You, you just said really? like, yeah. When you when you're gonna say um, you had one with snake arms, the first couple times you said, it sounded like you were about to say they're making a documentary. <laughs> like uh, they got a doc, they've got a doc, and I was like, uh, oh, they've got a documentary about Battle Beast. That would be that's amazing. Weird. Yeah, that'd be weird. Those toys rule though. Like those yeah. guys are great. Um, they're you know uh, they're Transformers characters. They're in uh, Transformers. Yeah, it's the same world as Transformers. The Transformers came to a planet with the Battle Beasts on them at some point. Well, Battle Beast trivia there. I'm a, I'm a big <laughs> toy geek, so. Uh, Is that separate from Beast Wars? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Beast, yeah, Beast Wars are just, you know, what, what, why cars? Why not animals? I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Pitch it. Like, make it. <laughs> like, I got a pitch for you. Um, animals? Okay, do it. Print. We're good. Yeah, print. Yep. Yeah. Terrible CG. Go. Yeah, I can't stand the fucking Beast Wars. They look so stupid. Um, I, like, I remember it being. Look, looking good to my like middle school self, and then it came on Netflix. Uh, I think like a couple months ago, and I was like, "Oh, let's take a oh my god, my eyes!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a I don't know that's that's when CG was just impressive. So you'd watch like those magic eye videos and shit. Mm. But uh, you know, went around when that came out, and that's why kids like there's like the, all my younger friends in Portland all have this weird affection for reboot. Yeah. But yeah. I don't understand. It's like, it looks like such trash. Like yeah, it's, I, there's never been a worse looking cartoon. You idiots. I, I had, I had my, my reboot days on Toonami. Yeah. yeah. It looks so bad. Oh yeah. Now. Like there's this, yeah. It's like the Donkey Kong country of cartoons. Like it's like flashy <laughs> and new, but it has no style and it's trash. Mm. Like, oh. yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was like, well, the later ones are still trash. So <laughs> I, I guess I, yeah. I didn't watch yeah, it, like it, it had this weird tonal shift after the first season that was like, whoa, like, you know, after they went on the Internet filled with. Just yeah, yeah, like, like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It turned into this weird like horror cartoon. And, uh, <laughs> you know, to my mind back then, it was like I had I had no idea what to expect with this. Mm. Yeah. Kinda, you know, I can get behind a horror cartoon. It, like, I wish it was more of like a cartoon, though. Like, well, it is, yeah, like yeah. I can't look at those characters, you know. They just look bad. A time and place. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and do it. Okay. And if you if you recall, uh, Murph, I'll say my name. Cole will say his name. You say your name. I'll introduce the show. Cole will introduce uh, our topic and you. Just Sounds by good. way of we don't speak over each other. Right. Yes. My name is Gary. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my name I was is like, I'll, I'll crack this before he starts. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Sprite. All right. Um, <laughs> the new sponsor here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My name is Gary Butterfield, and Sprite is delicious. And you're listening to. Um, yeah. All right. 